Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex in the City podcast, hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Klarna. Hello. What's poppin', Slime? What's up? Um, so we have changed it up yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to just give you a short synopsis and then go through the episode like we've been doing before. So, hey, if you were used to something, changing it. Um, this is 2017's America. Be ready for a lot of change. Mm, fair. Fair. So. Right, before we start, yeah. relationship update. What's going on, Paige? Um, so what's going on with me is I am still single as fuck. Single if. That's what I do. I just am single. So um, I decided to download Tinder even though... Downloading Tinder is stupid because it's really just for hookups. Let's be real. Like, everyone tries to tell you. They're like, no, it's not just for hookups and whatever. It's like, it's just, you know, for relationships now and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I go on there. And there's this dude who's totally like, I want, like, a friends with benefits thing. And I'm like, that's cute. That's not what I'm looking for, though. And... He was like, well, I mean, maybe someday we'll be looking for the same things. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that we're ever going to be on the same page about this. (laughs) And like three days later, he messages me back and he's like, hey, so what's up? And I'm like, what's up is that I'm still not going to let you use me physically. And then what is what I we're still not looking for the same things, dude. So he unmatched us. Cute. How exciting. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, I am talking to a guy also from, from Tinder right now who asks for a shout-out. So here's your shout-out. I just told him that I was going to say that I was talking to him on Tinder and that he still hasn't asked me out yet. So we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How are How is your relationship? I'm still not single. I'm still in a relationship that I started on Tinder. So you can take your Tinder bias and get the fuck out there uh yesterday was actually 11 months that we've been dating unfortunately we were not able to see each other but we still texted and it was really fantastic eventually we'll see each other i'm really sorry i had a burp so i had to turn away (laughs) cute (laughs) and it was it's fine it's great i'm enjoying myself i mean he's really nice i was telling everybody that i couldn't have picked anybody better to like do this journey with because i'm like relationships are my strong suit this is not what i look for in life it's, this isn't what motivates me but if i was going to do it and if i was going to have a learning experience i'm glad that it's with this boy who's super sweet super nice super silly super fun i can have a good time with that my family likes that my friends like it's good we're good he is he's adorable Ugh. <laughs> i can say cute shit don't say cute shit about him he's gonna get a big head okay you're terrible <laughs> horrible person couldn't have picked anyone worse <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Jalen. You're so cute. Um, so, uh, we are going to go with uh, go on with the episode. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. Um, so, this is season one, episode nine, called "The Turtle in the Hair." Mm. Um, so, in this episode, Mr. Big tells Carrie that he will never marry again, Same. and Samantha is harshly dumped and makes bad decisions <laughs> afterwards. It's a harsh dumping. It's just, yeah, it's just, well, I mean, it's kind of dark. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned for more. (laughs) 
So um, we open with someone that we will absolutely never see again, Brooke, who dates like it's a high school prom, apparently. And just uh, dates man after man after man. And then... All powerful men. Yes. All powerful, seemingly interesting, amazing men. And then decides to marry someone that she once referred to as being as interesting as exposed Exposed brick. brick. (laughs) So, way to go, Brooke, for settling right the fuck down. Emphasis on the settling. Heavy Uh, emphasis on the settling. And it's... So it's an extravagant wedding, like a hundred thousand dollar wedding. Yeah, which I don't know that I've made that much in my entire life. Which you spent that much money on a wedding, and that was your fucking dress. That was a nasty ass dress. That was like an eighties dress, and this is the nineties. She needs to just bring it up. Like you're in New York, you are supposed to be high powered and amazing. You do not need a dress that looks like it should have been on like Debbie Harry in a music video. She was drowning in that dress. Yeah, it was. It had shoulders. Hmm. <laughs> My favorite thing was that Carrie was going around announcing all the people that Brooke had invited to her wedding, all of her classmates from Brown, the other business people, their girlfriends who hated them, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, and then there was us, and it's the four girls, and they're all wearing black. They're the only girls who are wearing black to this wedding, and they're all matching. And I'm like... Yes, I like this style. Yeah, like they walked in like it was the craft or something. Fuck, they did! Their hair even looked like shit. I loved it. It was crazy. So, um, also at the singles table is a man that everyone refers to as the turtle, uh, who has the unfortunate characteristic of having bad breath, which I think is just bad writing. Let's give him something. Yeah, it's like we have to give him something that makes him unappealing. It can't just be that he's balding and not so good looking. Let's also make him have bad breath. But I mean, let's be fair. That's like, that was the shtick that he was playing up. They did. And it was, until right now, the way you're describing everything, I was like, they went out of their way to make this guy be turtle-esque because he was balding. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit heavier man and it always looked like he was wearing six coats so that's his fucking shell. And I was like, wow, this this show does not understand subtlety. Not even a little bit. <laughs> and sometimes it works and sometimes you're just like, cool, this this is what you went Okay, cool, this is what you went with. Right. All right, cool. Let's like, go in this direction. Like, all right, let's just roll with that. But then Brooke also, as the girls are leaving the wedding, she gives everyone a piece of advice. And a piece of advice to Carrie is, it's always good when you marry someone who loves you more than you love them. Yeah, which, harsh as shit, man. Like, that's, to say that on your wedding day... Basically, it just, it's its stating that you just gave up. It's sad. It's sad, but I think in her position, she understood it, which is why when later Carrie, like, approaches her about it, she's like, no, I'm good. Like, yeah, she, this, I mean, she's at peace with I'm it. I'm getting what I want, though, because, like, he has money. Right. He has money, mean, he has connections, he has power. She's like, well, okay, if there's anything that I want out of this, it's this, this, this. I got it. I'm good. Right, but if... I, we're we're obviously almost always seeing this from Carrie's perspective, and Carrie, although she loves to be just about the sex, is really more about the relationship and the love aspect of it, and so she can't wrap her head around it, and as an audience, we shouldn't be either. Mm-hmm. At least I feel like that's the direction that they're going, and I think that's weird. 
Um, so afterwards, they are talking about, and this is, I really, I'm a little bothered by this because they started talking about the rabbit, which I mean, is this the first product placement that happens? I feel like it is of this show where it's like, oh, this episode brought to you by the rabbit. You really shouldn't do it. And it's addictive. But oh, my gosh, you get like five minutes of orgasming in a row. Who has the time? I have that time. (laughs) I am a really busy person. But if there's something that's going to give me five minutes worth of orgasms, I am taking that five minutes. Did you hear that, Tinderman? (laughs) You heard that? (laughs) Listen. Listen. I, there's one thing that I will agree with on this show is that they're, the things that you will get at a sex shop will ultimately satisfy you because it is sex with someone you love every single time. And that that's what I like. I wasn't expecting this episode or the show to get into it. But when else do you talk about female masturbation? Mm-hmm. But they, they, the way that they treat it really bothers me because they make it seem like it's something shameful. Gotcha. And I... I know that it was the 90s where you're supposed to act like it is, but I Ain't just, nothing wrong with loving yourself. Yeah, you. yeah, there's nothing. And maybe that's something that we've just come to recently, and maybe in the 90s it was more of a, oh my gosh, you have a vibrator. But, like, I, I just, I felt like it was approached incorrectly for this particular episode, where I was like, no, they should all be on board. They should all be like drunk girls in a bar bathroom supportive about each other. I like that. <laughs> you know, they should be like, no, get a rabbit and fucking use it until it is dead. They did that They did that with Charlotte because Miranda said, Miranda did it in a really positive light. It's because of Miranda that these other girls went out and got their own vibrators. And then Carrie's still questioning about it. And Charlotte was the one who's like, no, I can't get into this. Like, why would I do this when I can just have sex with someone who loves me? I'm saving it for my love. So when she first starts playing with it, the reason she becomes so obsessed is because essentially now she's going through, like, her puberty years. Where, like, I can only talk about my experiences, but, like, puberty, when you figure out that you can make yourself feel that good, you spend your entire time doing it. Any free time you have, any shower time you have, that's what it's for. And so she's discovering it because she it was something that she thought was taboo for herself, essentially. And now she's actually like, mm-hmm. actually, no, this works. And it just becomes like anything. As soon as you fall in love with something new, you want to make it your world for a little bit before it starts to fade out, and then it balances with the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that, um, that honestly, like, that that's how it is for guys. I can't speak to anything but my personal, um, my, like, personal experiences, but I feel like your 30s are when you hit your sexual peak and when that kind of stuff happens for you. So she might not necessarily be that far behind. Yeah. Or she might, she just doesn't, she had like a Catholic upbringing where it's like, you don't, you don't touch yourself. You yeah. find a nice boy and you let him fuck you in the missionary position once a week. And like, that's it. Yeah. It's not fun. Like it's to procreate. It's not for pleasure, which is sad. And like, I just, and I honestly, I just spewed that and I know absolutely zero about Catholicism. So. No, that's what it is. Like, it's one of the cardinal sins is you can't spill your seed. Mm-hmm. So essentially, like, even boys aren't, or people with penises aren't allowed to masturbate because if your seed isn't going into a birthing process, then you are wasting it. You're wasting life. And that's a shameful act of God. So you shouldn't be having sex either way if it's not for the procreation. I think you can have sex for procreation and pleasure. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it has to be one or the other, but... Well, and 
honestly, if you look at it from a scientific perspective, like the the clitoris is for pleasure. That is its design. So why in the world would you not use that to the best of your ability? Whether it's sex with a man, sex with a woman, sex with a machine, who cares? Who cares? Fucking do it. Like, I mean, screw Adam and Eve, it's now Florence and the Machine. Like, <laughs> 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 I totally stole that from Tumblr. That was I don't give my a own. Fuck. <laughs> but, yes, that's the title. But, yeah. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that it is, if it's designed for something, that's what you use it for. Your legs are meant for walking, and so you walk with them. Wow. You know? But it just knock off all of our veterans who are in wheelchairs. I'm saying if you have it, use it. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. No, I definitely agree. Um, so, yeah. That's just, that's my my thoughts on it. And I love the, the product placement of it. It cracked me up. It's hilarious. Because um, it's like the rabbit. Hey, ladies, that's the rabbit. R-A-B-B. You can get it at your local sex shop. <laughs> like, go on Amazon.com. It looks like garbage because it's the 90s, but you can still order it. <laughs> Like, One of my friends started working at a sex shop, so I'm just going to go visit her for all of my sex toy needs. So there, when I lived in Vegas, there was a store called the Sex Store. Or the Love Store. It's called the Love Store. Oh, I was like, the it's Sex called, Store. That's yeah, fucking, like, that's, that's, that's too, amazing. That's two on the nose. Um, <laughs> so it's a Sex in the City store. No, it's a Sex in the City store. No, so there, it is a sex shop, but it is called um, the, the Love Store. It's open 24 hours. And it is... No kidding, classy as fuck in there. Hell yeah. For real. Like, and all of the the women that work there are, and this is not an endorsement, I just have been there. Like, I'm they're not paying me to say this. But they're all super nice. Like, I can go in there and I can be like, listen, this is the one that I have. I'm looking for something with a little more power, or I'm looking for something that like is more like this, more like that. And they will help you. I love that. And they're so nice about it, and they're so awesome about like education and if my if my friend Gus ever guests on the show I am it's gonna be so amazing because he and I went because I took him right before he got married and instead of like getting a stripper or something I'm like we're going to the store and you're gonna get something awesome for your future wife and it's gonna be fun like like I'm I'm, this is your time but I am here for her and her pleasure (laughs) like this is what marriage is all about buddy um but we had somebody helping us and this is like his his favorite story to tell is that she talked about how like she wanted to do like classes and like she started talking about anal beads and he lost his damn mind about it like he's he's so funny but I will let him tell that full story so um I I do love that they finally admitted that they're going to restaurants (laughs) (laughs) because Samantha gets taken on a date by somebody she met at the wedding to Lava the first club to call itself a restaurant in New York City. Good for you guys. Good for you. Take note, all you other fake-ass club, bar, restaurants. Right. And ten minutes later, um, this dude totally ditches her for another chick that he ran into on the way to the bathroom or something. It's totally sad. Um, And so she runs into the turtle on her way out. And he has caught her in a moment of of being, like, self-conscious about herself herself and who she is and i don't like this about the first season of samantha about how every once in a while she is just 
another girl. Like, like nothing later on in, in the, in the seasons, nothing rattles her like this. She's like, no, if you don't like me, then fuck you. I can pick up 80 guys in this bar on the way out. Like this, the low self-esteem Samantha is my, I don't like her. I think it's ridiculous. And I, the, and the turtle like playing on her, like wanting to take care of him is completely out of character for her. Yeah. She doesn't want to take care of other people. She wants to take care of herself first and foremost. And if someone's there, then someone's there. But she's not going to go out of her way. Unless it's, like, one of the girls. Obviously, she's going to help one of the girls. But not when it comes to a man. Yeah, she's like, who cares? She just wants to fuck them and leave them. And so I really feel sorry, Darren, but the writing on this is not great. Like, you need to be more. Like, if she's going to be a man-eater that has sex with, like, a man, then let her do it. With this, though, it's also important to know, because that was one of what I wrote down, is please do not just fall for anyone who compliments you when you're feeling down. Yeah. That is not the healthiest of choices you can make for yourself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it feels good to hear something, especially when you are not used to hearing it or you're suddenly feeling really rejected. But recognize that that is an emotional state that you're in that you will get over. Don't just be like, oh, I'm going to go talk to or sleep with or be in a relationship with the first person who compliments me like still understand that you're in a sad state but also still have your standards for yourself mm-hmm. just because it's easy to take advantage of someone in a low state and then you find yourself in a position that you didn't want to be in but now you're kind of like stuck there out right. of guilt or something and i love kind of um psychoanalyzing the girls as we go along too so i don't know if we have mentioned it before um but there is a book called the five love languages And there is, you can go online and actually take the quiz to find out what your love languages are. And I feel like people whose top um, love language is words of affirmation are the ones that fall for this the most. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like um, like they'd be the most susceptible to this. Words of affirmation is definitely up there for me, but it's not the top one. What is your top one? Um, it fluctuates. Usually it's between, um, quality time and acts of service. Gotcha. Most of the time it's acts of service. I'm like, just bitch, do something for me and I'll love you. I don't know why. Um, but that's what it is. And like, I feel like people who's the words of affirmation, it's really difficult for them when that's one of their top ones. Because if they are not constantly getting people telling them that they're amazing, then they're not feeling loved and it's really difficult for them to like live like day-to-day lives without that kind of affirmation and it's rough because people don't normally give words of affirmation willingly and after reading this book I tried to try to do it more often I try and tell people like oh my gosh you're amazing oh my gosh I love you like before I was just like no literally if I'm talking to you I think that you're awesome and so you should know that already like if I didn't like you I wouldn't be speaking to you um but anyway like I thought that it was interesting. Like the the book, if you like, if you're interested in like interpersonal relationships, that kind of thing, like it's a really really good book to read. But I think just reading the synopsis after you take the quiz is awesome too. My love language was touching, but I've realized over time that I like the person who likes to touch people to let them know. Where I'm just like, I'll put my hand on the shoulder, I'll grab their hand, and I'll be like, I care about you, just know that. But then when other people touch me, I was like, can you please get your hands off of me? I do not need this right now. I feel like there should be two quizzes. There should be um, 
what language you like to receive and what language you like to give. Yes. Um, because there is a lot that I feel like, I mean, most of the time it actually works out. Uh, most of the time it's like, I feel like acts of service is, you know, one of my top ones. And so I will do things for people. I will, you know, go the extra mile. I will get them things. I will do stuff for them to show them that I care about them. But really you have to be thinking about what their love language is and doing that. Mm -hmm. And so people whose love language I know is um, physical touch, I will, except for you, obviously, Um, (laughs) I will, I will try and like be more, be more physical with them. And not like in the sense where I'm like, oh, you know, I see that you had a bad day, so I'm going to fuck you. But like, you know, an extra long hug, like just kind of making sure that they they know that they're appreciated and loved. And, you know, there's some people gift giving is like a big one. It is always like zero on my list. Yeah. I'm like, do not give me crap that I have to hang on to. I hate it. Unless it's something that I can use and then throw away. I hate stuff. And, like, but there are some people that it really overwhelms them. You know, I I gave a Christmas gift to somebody, um, and it wasn't even remotely anything that, like, I thought that I was kind of phoning it in, quite honestly, with this gift. <laughs> I felt really bad about it, because I was just like, I, you know, you mentioned it, and so I got it for you, and it's lame, I'm sorry, but, like... They were genuinely, like, overwhelmed with emotion about it. And I was like, what is happening? That's just some people's perspectives, man. And right. I love that. Yeah, and it is. It's awesome. Like, I, I'm glad that they appreciated it. So it's it's nice. And, I mean, that's what Christmas is supposed to be all about. Ugh. It's giving. It's gift giving. It's, no, it's giving no matter what it is to other people. Good. Um, so, so we return back to... To, to Brooke. I was going to talk about oh, Stanford. Sorry. Go for it. Um, with Stanford and Carrie going to the ballet together, Charlotte had to cancel because she was too busy with herself. Yeah. And Stanford talks about how he's over the gay scene. He's not one of the gays that other gays like. He's not even a gay that he, as a gay, likes. And then him and Carrie are talking and joking about getting married. Since Carrie's going off of a conversation she had earlier with Big, where Big doesn't want to get married again. And then her talking to Brooke, and she's like, why would you get married if you're not in love? And when Stanford is like, I just need to get married to anyone so that my grandmother will give him my inheritance. And then he jokes that he should marry Carrie, because who else is going to give her money and, like, inspire her to cheat? You could have it all. And Carrie, like, thinks about it. It's a joke. But then she talks to Big about it, and it's just interesting, because that's always how I've pictured my life. There's... Right now, I'm I'm not thinking about marriage at all in my entire life. Just where I am now from my past experiences is not something that I'm looking forward to. But if there was one person I would marry, it would be my best friend. Why? Because I know that she would have my back. I could trust her, like, when it came down to legal decisions, just in case anything happened to me, that she would be there for me. And we could still have that happy marriage. We would be married forever. And we'd still have, like, our partners on the side. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's perfect. If that's what marriage is, sign me right the heck up. Right. And I mean, in marriage, there's so much emphasis that's put on marriage. And it really is interesting in this episode to see how much it's um, kind of put, uh, like, presented as settling. Mm-hmm. Except for with Carrie, who thinks that it's the ultimate thing that she wants, but she never really says why. 
And it's weird because it comes out of nowhere, just knowing certain things about Carrie, mm-hmm. where Carrie's strong, female, independent, all about herself. And then in this episode, she has a revelation. She's like, no, I want to have, I want to be married. I want to have the family. And I was like, mm, what? Yeah. Where does that go? Because... Right, because that doesn't happen. Like, she doesn't want to have kids. They talk about it, and they say that they don't want to have kids. It's in, like, the movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. But, um, it's weird. It is weird. Yeah, it is. It's an odd thing. And we talk about for a minute how... Sanford took out a personal ad in the paper because this was before online dating and literally like stood around forever just to get instantly rejected to his face. Man, that is tragic. The guy was like 20 minutes late. Right. They finally meet up and the other guy's like, Stanford, this isn't going to work out and walks away. And that is so fucking sad. That hurt my soul. I'm like, dude, I would take ghosting over that shit any day. At least, like, with Tinder, like, people could just be like, you know what, no. And you don't right. know the better. Right. But, fuck, having someone do that to your face, I wouldn't be able to take that kind of rejection. No, I that would put me off forever. I would marry my gay best friend, too. Like, I would oh. marry the next person that came over here and show me affection. Right. Like, you're not supposed to do, because that shit is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. But that's where, that's where you get to. Um, and, like... And it kind of made me a little sad that he was like, yeah, let's totally, let's do it. Let's get married. Because you know what? Marrying your gay best friend or your, that those were your nineties options. <laughs> you know, like we have, we've legitimately come far as a society and sometimes it's easy to forget. Like they go and see Stanford's grandma and she says that she gave up her career to have kids. And like that wasn't that many generations ago. And now like literally anyone who tells you that you should be giving up your career for your kids is of that generation. Everyone else, it's like, when are you going back to work? Like, when are you going to take care of yourself? Yeah, like, when are you going to start providing for that child and throwing it in daycare? Like, you know, like, it is, though, it's, it's weird. Or, like, having nannies or whatever. Like, that's that's what it is. And it's interesting... I think it's also interesting. I'm going back a little bit. Um, that Charlotte ends up being the one with an addictive personality to, to, the, vibrator. to the vibrator. And then they have to, like, charge in and take it away from her. Just let her love herself if she wants to negate some of her plants. It's been a day and a half. Right. Let her do it. Literally, yesterday I jerked off, like, three times because I had nothing better to do. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of time. <laughs> well, it was in, I didn't have school. And I caught up on all my homework. And I was running errands. So I was like... A morning tug, and then I like got ready, went out, did some errands, came back, and I was like, I'm tired. I'm gonna take a nap. So then you jerk off again, take a nap, and then later on, like it, I had like some free time before I was supposed to go meet friends. I was like, oh, well, I'm not doing anything better. Here we go. Here we go. I legit have to like schedule that shit out where I'm like, oh my god, I don't have time to do this right now. But like, I had like legitimately yesterday. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm doing laundry." That means I got thirty solid minutes <laughs> before I gotta put that crap in the dryer. So let's take care let's of business. Let's take care of business. <laughs> so yeah, it's I'm super jealous that she can you know cancel ballet and crap like that too. Uh, but I also would not be the person to cancel going on a ballet. I would one hundred percent go. Yeah, that's fair. I would go. Listen, I will cancel on a lot of plans for different reasons. But if you have ever ever invite me to a show like a ballet i will be there i will give myself a handy in the bathroom stall in between (laughs) intermission but like i'll be there i love it 
Thank you. Well, now we're going to the ballet together. <laughs> yes! I love the ballet. Um, I do want to talk about Carrie and Big. Mm-hmm. Carrie has this big old question, knowing that Big doesn't want to get married anymore, and Carrie suddenly does because of the plot. <laughs> but she asks, what's the point of dating someone you can't or you know you won't marry? And that's that has been on my mind for a while now. One, just a quick story. Um, me and my friends were up in a cabin in Breckenridge, Colorado, and we were watching He's Just Not That Into You. And one of the main storylines is Ben Affleck and Jennifer Anderson's character. Jennifer Anderson wants to get married. Ben Affleck never wants to get married. And that's their issue. And then me and my friend McKinley, we're both Tauruses, so we we're very logic-based. And then our friends Siobhan and Nicole, who are Leo and Pisces respectively, they were very much like on the emotional level. So we were fighting. It's fine. Their relationship is good. And Nick, uh, Nicole and Siobhan were talking about how he needs to marry her, marry her or leave her because it's not fair to her that she's not getting what she wants. But I was like, but the relationship works. They love each other very, very much. And the argument just kept happening. Who compromises? What's the bigger compromise? Is getting married the compromise where you, like you're going into a marriage and you're gonna be like, I didn't want to get married, but if it means if it means I gotta keep you, then I guess I'm gonna go do with this entire circus. Mm-hmm. Or is the compromise, hey, I have this marriage or I want a marriage so bad, but I'm not gonna have it because I have you. So what matters more? Is it the feeling? Is it the action? Is it is it the tradition? And we were arguing, like we were arguing. Until McKinley's dad came out and told us that we were all cunts and we weren't going to get married. No one wanted to get married with us. <laughs> so I was like, that's true. But then once uh, I started my relationship with my current boyfriend, we that was a conversation piece that I started because for a while, anyone who would listen, I was like, how do you think? Should, is Ben Affleck right? Is Jennifer Aniston right? And that was one of the pieces. And my boyfriend wants to get married. My boyfriend wants to have children. He wants to have that entire thing. Obviously not right now, but down the line. And for me, that's not that's not something I see for myself. And then we agreed, like, well, it's obviously something we're not worried about now. But when does it become an issue? Do you decide at that point, hey, this isn't going to happen because this is what I want. And even though I like you, I'm going to break it off right now because I don't want to fall. I don't want to pursue this relationship knowing that it's not going to give me what I want. Yeah. And I, I kind of, even though he's a dick about it, I like big statement. I thought we were having fun. Because that really should be what, in the end, you should be achieving or trying to achieve in a relationship, is that you make each other happy, that you push each other to be better people, and want to be together. Like, that, I feel like, is the essence of a good relationship, and it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're gonna get married, or where is this going, or blah, blah, blah. Like, um, I, my last semi-serious relationship like we kind of started it knowing that he was going to leave in about six months um because he had just gotten a new job and we knew that going in that we had a finite amount of time and honestly I was almost happy about that because you didn't like it had an it had an ending it was like you were like performing the prequel you know what I mean like you we knew where it was going to end, and so we could have fun while um, while we had time to. And I think that 
maybe all relationships should technically be like that, where it's like you just you have fun, and if you get to the point where it's getting more serious than you like or whatever, like cross that bridge when you come to it. But in the meantime, just just be having fun. I like that. That's that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I like that, but I also think I need a definitive line as to when you need to come to that bridge. Only so you're not walking through this fucking woods for, like, 16 years. And you're like, you know, like, there was a bridge eventually. I just want to make sure I'm headed in the right direction. That's fair. But, I mean, I think that's something that, like, if if you're getting older and, like, certain time is running out, like, your unit is just drying up or something and you really want to have kids or whatever, then that's something that you should be talking about with people. But... I don't know. Like, I've, so I just feel like life is life. Like, you should just sit there. You should enjoy it. And if you talk about it and come to a conclusion, then that's awesome. And if you don't, then then that's when you go your separate ways. You know? But that's have fair. fun for as long as you can. I think my biggest issue is rooted in tradition. I think tradition doesn't allow a lot of people to have fun. Only because they're like, no, this is the way it's supposed to work. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting that traditional or that ideal life, lifestyle. I think it just, it narrows a lot of options down for you. It's very limiting. And in a way, you essentially have tunnel vision that any outside forces you won't let in because you're like, this is my goal. This is what I'm focused. This is what I'm driven for. And you could be missing out on things that could be working better for you. Mm. But because they're not along your path that you're just avoiding entirely. Um, I don't... Because this is a very personal thing for someone else, I don't want to give out too many details. But recently I had this conversation with someone and one of her biggest fears was that she wasn't going to be able to have children soon. And her fear was that because because she was getting older, she wouldn't be able to have children. And then I was like, well, how important is it for you to have the traditional method of motherhood where you meet someone, you decide that you want to start a family together, you get married, then you have your kids of your own blood, of your own DNA. She's like, that's incredibly important to me. And I was like, okay, that's, that's fair. And that's what she wants. Obviously, I'm not here to do that. But I was like, but I know different situations that could get you what you want in the long run mm-hmm. that just don't fit on this path and maybe that's what's preventing you from keep it going and eventually we came to um because she was very uneasy about the entire situation that was just her biggest fear is that she just didn't know Mm -hmm. and as a collective we decided that once she made up her mind because she is a very loving person she's fantastic she could do a full-time job and a baby and have it all figured out because she's just that good at being a good person we're like once you just make your decision about what it is that you want it will come to you. You just need to make okay. that decision and then the universe will get, gift you with your desire. Mm-hmm. Which will actually lead us into the next episode where Carrie has a pregnancy scare. So that's going to be super fun. Um, and I think that's all we have for this episode. That is all we have for this episode. That's so exciting. Yay. I feel like this was a better episode than last time. And last time we went on for like six hours. We kind of went on for a long time. We're going to try and wrap these up uh, at least within 
30 minute period. So let's see how that goes. Let's let's stick to it. Let's create punishments. Yeah. I think under 40 minutes would be fine. Yeah. Just because we're currently at 35 minutes and yeah. I'm not trying to be punished. But after 40 minutes, let's give ourselves fucking punishments for doing it. Okay. We have to tell embarrassing secrets or stories. Isn't that what we've been doing the whole time? Oh, never mind. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. Well, okay, guys. Until next time, remember... Always always wear wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye.